More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through the Thursday edition of the program from down here in beautiful Miami, working on behind-the-scenes show-related things, all positive, all super great. Encourage you, by the way, if you have not already, go check it out. We're looking at you right now. You can watch all three hours of this show now on video. I'm waving at you right now. You can go subscribe at clayandbuck.com. Uh, you sometimes will get incredible behind the scenes vision, such as Buck holding and canoodling his, that's it, gotta be careful there, his, uh, his Australian Labradoodle. Yes, sir. No scandals here. His Australian Labradoodle, uh, who, uh, Ginger, who is walking around in the studio here right now. Really cute dog that the, uh, she's running into the studio with us right now. Very <laughs> sure excited. Is. If you, if she starts to yelp, but if you were watching right now on video, you would get to see an incredible video feed right now oh. of one of the cutest dogs that is uh, on the planet right now. So I'm just you saying, subscribe clayandbuck.com, clayandbuck.com. Uh, all right, we we teased this as we went to break, and I think this is emblematic of what's going on that is driving everyone bonkers. It's not even just the invasion that is happening on the southern border. It's the fact that people out there are seeing totally different treatments for individuals in New York City who commit violent crimes compared to what they're trying to do with Trump. And I wanted to make sure uh, that you guys were aware of this. There were five different illegal immigrants caught on tape attacking New York police department uh, police officers in Times Square. And they have been released from prison with zero consequences whatsoever. Officers were kicked, punched. Uh, they got, tried to get some of these illegal immigrants on the ground. And these individuals were all released without being held at all. Alvin Bragg did not prosecute them, even keep them in prison or in jail. One of them had two priors. 
There's a video that has gone viral, photos as well, of these arrogant police attacking illegal immigrants. One of them is being released and sticks a middle finger up for the camera as his picture is taken. How is it? I think this is very important. How is it that Donald Trump can have the full weight of the entire New York legal establishment brought against him for effectively non-existent crimes, right? I mean, we're talking about the crime that is being brought by Alvin Bragg is, first of all, a misdemeanor, that they are somehow elevating to a felony at a time when most felonies get reduced to misdemeanors. That is the exact opposite of how almost everything else is treated. And people who are not even citizens are attacking police officers on camera, mind you, this is not, you watch it, they get punched, they get kicked. This is not a difficult thing to be able to see and determine whether a crime happened or not. And we know they're prosecuting Daniel Penny to the full extent of the law for what he did on a New York City subway car. It is so transparently political who gets charged and who doesn't. Even non-citizens are being treated more favorably than the former president of the United States. There's a whole separate approach to law for uh, illegal aliens in this country. Uh, they're allowed to do things that you or I would get in all kinds of trouble for. Document fraud, by the way. Um, they forge signatures. They do all kinds of things that are legal in terms of paperwork. There are additional illegal acts beyond just the Ill- illegality of the entry into this country. And then the scamming of the system, which I should add, also requires at different phases, generally, migrants or illegal aliens to lie about their background and their status in order to be in the country. I think I said this, Clay, but the record when I was in, uh, I was with San Diego Border Patrol back in 2018. And that was when initially, remember, the, the, the scam was, um, accompanied miners, right? And then so they were getting all these miners over the border alone. And what you found was that you had people who were the oldest, I think 33 of the oldest, claiming to be 17. So there's a guy who's like, oh, I, I need to be reunited with my family. I'm not a copied minder. And they, they really went through it and decided that they couldn't let this. He was 33 years old, then he's 17. So that's a lie. You're lying to federal, uh, federal immigration, um, officials. That's a, that's actually a, a, a violation of federal law. Um, but these things are not prosecuted and they're not taken with any seriousness uh, because we've had a breakdown of law and order. That's really what this all comes down to. There is a decision that has been made for political reasons that the laws about immigration will not be enforced. And to say things like, it's too tough to enforce them, uh, try that one if the IRS comes after you for you know underpayment of taxes or something. Oh, it's... You can't enforce these laws. There's too many people paying taxes in the country. Too, you can't get everyone. Yeah, but they're going to get you, right? I mean, this is the reality that we all know exists in the country. Two sets of laws, one for illegal aliens, one for the people who are actually supposed to be in America. Buck, remember when I said the IRS tracked me down and demanded that I pay the back taxes that they said I owed? Yeah. $39.75. No. $39.75. I mean, they're, the just, United, they're letting you know the eye of Sauron is on you. Well, yes, certainly. And I'm still, my. I, I said this on the show. I mean, full disclosure, I am being audited right now. I've never been audited in my entire life. The moment that you and I took this show, uh, they told me 
they said expect to get audited every year for the rest of your life. Never had an audit notice from the uh, from the IRS in my life, and immediately get the audit. It's undergoing right now. We'll see what they end up saying. Uh, but I paid a lot of money in taxes, and they are tracking me down for thirty nine dollars and seventy five cents. And they can do that. And they can bring the full might of the federal government down on you over whether or not you paid enough. Uh, th- again, I, I cut a check. Um, I think we cut the check for thirty nine seventy six just to make sure that I had everything completely covered. Got an extra penny to the IRS. Um, but they can bring the full might of the government down on you, whether you are Donald Trump, whether you are a former Marine like, uh, like Daniel Penny, no longer in the in the armed forces, but you are. They decide someone that they want to send a message to. But at the same time, you're not a citizen and you attack police officers and you're given a free pass. And by the way, this is not just New York City. Have you seen the millions of dollars that BLM protesters are being paid out all over the country? It's a disgrace. They rioted. They burned down cities and taxpayers are giving them. This is not even an exaggeration. Tens of millions of dollars in payments. This is, this is a very important point you're making. It has happened in New York. It has happened in other cities as well where left wing district attorneys and city councils decide that they are going to reward the rioting of the left financially by taking money that is taken from all of you, the taxpayer under threat of force. It's pay this money or you go to prison. They take some of that money and give it to people who, to your point, burn down buildings, loot stores, and for what, by the way? The entirety of the BLM 2.0 2020 era, what did it accomplish exactly? Well, I think someone argued it accomplished or helped get Joe Biden elected, so maybe that was the whole point. But in terms of racial justice or a reckoning for law enforcement or whatever, all it did was make everything worse for everyone, specifically minority men in cities across the country who had to suffer from substantially higher violent crime rates in their neighborhoods while, you know, fancy people like Pelosi get to kneel with their kente cloth and pretend like they're down with the struggle. And I would agree or disagree, and all of you could, if we were going to have a system of justice where everybody got the book thrown at them for any violent behavior riot, anything else, I would look at the Jan 6 prosecutions and I would say, well, I think the book's getting thrown at some of these people. I don't know that a grandma needs to suffer the full consequences of the law. But if we were consistently applying that and also the BLM riots and everybody was getting the book thrown at them, you could agree or disagree with it, but it would be consistent. What we've got here is such a divided system of justice. I mean, Buck, Washington, D.C. right now, they're not prosecuting anything. Almost, uh, I think it's like 60% of all initial felony charges get dropped to misdemeanors. Meanwhile, they're still showing up and arresting people who walked through the Capitol and had the audacity to uh, to take pictures there. Meanwhile, this story comes out. I, I hate to have to even mention it, but there's a Senate sex video. Senate staffer Democrat, they filmed a porno movie basically in one of two the... Two guys, right? Two guys, yeah. A graphic porno movie that they filmed in one of the Senate, uh, uh, chambers, right? They are like the main, yes. uh, one of the main, uh, areas where you would have a hearing. 
They filmed a porn video there. They are not charging any, any crime problem. at all. Yeah. So my question for you would be, and, and, and everybody out there, you walk through the Capitol with a selfie stick to protest the fact that you believe the election was stolen for Donald Trump, and they put you in solitary right. confinement, and you're not able to have any interaction, and you have to spend years in prison, you film a porno movie, which is certainly right. trespassing and against the law D- in Democrats public. Democrats do not think that that profanes the government the way that a Trump voter walking around right. with a selfie stick does. It, it is true that this is how they view the world. The the uh the you know gay porno video that yes. was filmed there is not being charged with any crime whatsoever, as you as you point out. And the January six people, I still have to remind people of this. There were people who were in, and thanks to Julie Kelly for all of her reporting on this and bringing this up. They're in eighteen months of pre-trial yeah. detention, eighteen months of prison before you get to even have a case heard. And we're supposed to think for nonviolent crimes, we're supposed to think this is normal. We're supposed, you know, they, they got the time for this. Still haven't found the Epstein list, by the way, but they got the time for this. By the way, they found it. Don't worry. I know, but you know, they're never going to tell you what's on it. A gay porn video in a Senate, uh, committee room chamber. They say, sorry, there's nothing we can do about this. Somebody walking through, and you can watch a lot of yeah. those uh, videos but, in a nonviolent way, taking pictures of themselves walking through the United States Capitol. The they're going ruined. to prison. And by yeah. the way, their lives are ruined. They're, yes. they're, tra- they're treated like Al Qaeda terrorists who wanted to, you know, release uh, VX gas on the subways or something. I mean, they're treated like they're the the worst of the worst, and it's insane. And it's it's so uh, honestly, it's it's so shameful the way that the DOJ has has gone beyond anything that justice would really demand for many of those cases. Um, and look, I think Donald Trump, he, he better, he better commute and pardon a whole lot of people. I think he will. Um, but you know, he needs to do that because that's a promise that he has made, uh, to the base for people who were, are getting treated incredibly unfairly in all of this. But I go back to this, Clay. They know one of the things that conservatives have moved beyond. A narrative we've moved beyond is we used to say, but they're so hypocritical or that's so unfair. They know it's unfair. The point isn't that they think it's fair. The point is they hate you and they want to punish you. And so they have different rules. It's supposed to be in your face. It's supposed to be you're on the right. You get on the wrong side of us. We're going to annihilate, annihilate you. You're a Democrat and you're doing things, you know, that. We like, you'll get a pass one way or another. And, and that does more damage to our justice system than anything else you can imagine. No doubt. Uh, we'll talk about that. By the way, Joe Biden, we got audio, uh, to play for you before this hour is out. Joe Biden continues to claim that his son died in Iraq. And this is a lie that he will not give up. And we're going to play it for you and show you and let you hear the latest way that he's telling that lie. In the meantime, every day, countless men and women put their lives on the line to defend our country. Sometimes, tragically, the heroes don't come home. That's why Tunnel of the Towers Foundation exists. Their mission is to never forget the soldiers and first responders who risk everything protecting our freedoms. Heroes like retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Michael Cardoz. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Cardoz served his country for 20 years and received numerous commendations, including a Bronze Star. 
During his time overseas, he was exposed to toxic burn pits. 18 hours after being diagnosed with service-related cancer, he died. Tunnel of Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, enabling his widow and their six kids to stay, removing a financial burden. The foundation helps Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders, as well as catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Help families like the car does. Join both of us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. You can get involved in other ways, too. Go to T2T.org to learn more. Speaking truth and having fun. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back. We mentioned yesterday that uh, Joe Biden has, it seems, heard of his place, East Palestine, Ohio. It turns out he does know it is a place, or at least someone whispered in his ear that it is a place in Ohio that perhaps he should go and spend some time considering the train derailment and the concerns about toxic uh, uh, chemicals in the area. Um, why did it take him a year? Well, Corinne Jean-Pierre, don't worry, she's on the case. Here she is explaining it with, with total clarity why Joe Biden waited a year to go to the site of a train derailment that really shook up a community in Ohio. Play two. 
The mayor and uh, community leaders invited the president uh, to meet with uh, East Palestine uh, residents and also assess uh, the recovery uh, progress that's been going on uh, for some time now, as you all know. And so the president had always said that he would go when it is most helpful uh, to the community. And with this inv invitation, obviously, uh, very recent, uh, and the current uh, status of the recovery, we felt that the time was right. And there, is, there isn't a date yet? There's no date yet, but obviously we're working with uh, community leaders, we're working with the mayor, uh, elected officials to find the exact time and day uh, to, to, to go in February. I tell you, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm glad that there's some reason about how it's best for the community and not that it's an election year and Joe Biden doesn't want to be seen as not caring about the white working class, which is what is predominantly found in East Palestine, Ohio. Biden's going to lose, I believe, the state of Ohio by double digits. I would be very surprised if that doesn't happen. There's a poll out today, I think, that has him down 11 or 12 points behind Trump in Ohio. If this had been a train derailment that happened in a minority neighborhood, he would have been there the next day. If this had been a train derailment that happened in a legitimate swing state, he would have been there the next day. And I think this is one of the times when Trump's campaign really started to take on uh Good strength back in February, if I remember correctly, of 2023 when Trump went to Ohio and just listened to the people there to talk about what was going on. We're now going to be a year removed from that derailment. And Biden, who claims that he wants to heal the soul of the nation and feel the pain of so many different people in particularly the Midwest, where the election is going to be decided, still hasn't managed to get there. It's not coincidental. If this had happened in Wisconsin, if this had happened in Michigan, if this had happened in Pennsylvania, he would have been there. And I think he would have been there the next day if it happened in a minority neighborhood in any of those places. Uh, in the meantime, I want to let you know MyPillow has been going out of their way to thank you for all your support in 2023. They're doing it with a monster sale on many of their best-selling products. And by monster, I mean 50% off or more on nearly everything on the website. MyPillow.com. First time in forever, free shipping on all the products you purchase, too. Whether it's the mattress topper on sale for as low as $99.99 or six-piece towel sets for $29.99 or the MyPillow 2.0 products at 50% off, you get the sale price and the free shipping, and you get a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty, too. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square to check out everything that's on sale. Use our names, Clay and Buck, as your promo code when you get there for the free shipping and the lowest prices possible. Again, all you have to do, MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Use our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code. You get free shipping and the lowest possible prices. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Awful story uh, that is going to lead to a response in some way in the Middle East. The death of three soldiers, all three of whom were from the state of Georgia, uh, based on an Iranian terror-affiliated group attack. And before I play a cut of Joe Biden, Buck, question for you. There seem to be an awful lot of super-specific details already coming out about what the American response is going to be for this attack. You worked in the CIA. Sure. When I see all these details, I think to myself, 
why in the world are we signaling so clearly what our response is going to be, who we're going to hit, where we're going to hit? It seems like this is happening a lot with Joe Biden, particularly in the Middle East. Well, there's a clear Why is that? Yeah, yeah. The, the answer is that the strike is mostly about domestic politics. It's so that Joe Biden doesn't look weak. You know, foreign policy, and I'll say uh, everyone who talks about it is guilty of it, and, and I try to avoid it, but it is generally full of platitudes and very vague, you know, look strong on the world stage. You know, what's what's the perception of, of leadership? And, you know, I, you know there there is some need to have an understanding of those things and to take them seriously, but it's all very much in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, you can, there are some things that are very real. I mean, the... Afghanistan withdrawal, debacle. No one can argue that that wasn't a debacle. Trump not starting a new war. You know, there are things that are, that are clear and obvious realities, but when you get into the more perception based stuff, then you're seeing a little bit of what I think you have here, which is Joe Biden knows that he's a weak incumbent president, knows that the world is a more dangerous place. And if someone's going to say, well, that's vague, right? That's a platitude. Ukraine, Russia, October 7th attack in Israel. Uh, the pullout of Af- in Afghanistan and the Taliban ascending to uh, run that country once again. The possibility of a Venezuelan invasion of Guyana, by the way, still hangs out there over some oil fields. I mean, there's some messy, messy stuff going on. Our wide open border, which is a national security issue, but put that aside for a moment. People don't think of it as a foreign policy issue, although it actually is a foreign policy issue, too. Um, he's saying this or the details are coming out, Clay, so that. The Biden apparatus in the media can say, see, Joe Biden's taking decisive action as commander in chief. They're going to blow up some, you know, some, uh, some tents and, and, you know, training facilities with some, I don't know, some swinging tires and, uh, you know, pull up bars and stuff in the desert. I mean, they're not going to do anything that's going to change anything. Um, but they're going to show strength by attacking one of these proxy, uh, militia groups. And just to be clear about that, it gets a little, this is a little bit of a throwback to the Iraq war era when you had the country and effectively a sectarian. I mean, I was there when this was happening for a period of time. Uh, there was a sectarian civil war. We didn't really call it that, but that's what was going on between Sunni and Shia. And Iran became the protector of Shia interests, which obviously helps the Iranian government and their interests as well inside of Iraq. And so they stretching back now for many years and you know, over, over a decade. A uh, decade, uh, two decades now, um, have been trying to arm up and train up. And they're some of the more sophisticated, uh, we call them paramilitary units, but that's really just because they're not part of the Iraqi army, but they have the same capabilities as an Iraqi army unit, really. And the Iranians are doing the training and paying the bills. And they're there in country in Iraq to look after Iranian slash Shia Muslim interests. Same thing in Syria, by the way. Really helped the Assad regime stay in power. The Assad regime was was basically two things happened that kept it going. Russia actually stepped in and Iran stepped in with with these, quote, paramilitaries or militias. So that's who's hit us in Jordan. And if you look on a map, you'd see you kind of this this corner of Jordan. You've got Iraq on one side, Syria on the other. So it's a strategic location, a forward deployed location for us, particularly for us to have air assets there. But we got hit. And, and now there's going to be this response. But you ask why to bring it full circle. It's so the conversation turns into Joe Biden, commander in chief, strength on the world stage, you know, speaking 
truth to our enemies, something like that. It's it's all for the political consumption. And there is a video that is out there that has started to go viral, and I want to play it for you guys. And certainly, it's awful for the families of the three Georgians who were murdered by Iranian terror interests while they were sleeping in the Middle East. I, I can only imagine how awful that experience is. Joe Biden continues every time he talks with someone who loses loved ones in the military, he continues to spread a falsehood. He continues to address his own son Bo's death and continues to say that Bo died in Iraq. Now, Buck, I don't know why he needs to do this at all. He could easily say, I know what it's like to lose a child. And he does. Bo Biden died um, after he had been back from Iraq for years. I think he was back five years before he ended up dying. Um, but here is Biden calling one of those victims, uh, one of the families of the victims of the, of the service members that we lost in the Middle East, continuing to spread the lie that he knows exactly how they feel because his son also died in the Middle East. Listen. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow. That is the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, a lot to me. Uh, my son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. And, uh, I, uh, you know, 1%, 1% of all these kids are the ones that uh, take care of 99% of us. Okay, I appreciate the president calling, whether it's Trump, whether it's Biden, whether it's whomever is going to be president in the years ahead. Buck, it is well established that Bo Biden did not die in Iraq. So for Biden consistently, when he makes these calls to say that his son died in Iraq and try to draw a direct correlation between this situation and what happened to Bo Biden? Bo Biden did not die suddenly by an attack of enemy soldiers. Now, Biden wants to argue that he got, he, Biden, with no real evidence to support it, claims that he got cancer because he was in uh, Iraq five years later. I, I have not seen that to be proven. But to say in the call to try to directly connect what happened to him to what happened to this uh, these awful grieving uh, moments for these uh, these family members i just think it speaks to biden's willingness to continue to lie and i'm i'm not talking about lie about things or even disputable facts right where you say well we believe this you know this is going to increase the federal deficit by x amount and somebody else argues otherwise and there's a uncertainty as to what the truth actually is this is a lie he's been called out on it a ton and he continues to spread it and i think that's unfortunately reflective of the character of joe biden and yet because joe biden has a long history of lying and fabricating and i just don't think that he's held to account for it i think people they just he'll continue to do it and it's fine i know people will say Oh, but, you know, Trump lies. Hold on, hold on a second. Lying about service related death in the military, that, that rubs people and generally of both parties. Yes. You would think the wrong way in a big way, but because it's Joe Biden, 
they'll let they'll let this go. I think we all know what this is. 800-282-2882 on the lines. And uh, remember, coming up next hour and just a little bit here, we'll talk to Andy McCarthy about all the legal stuff, which could determine the 2024 election, quite honestly. So we'll break that down for you here in a few minutes. You know, there are miracles happening every day at each of the clinics in the Preborn Network. This nonprofit organization has one goal, and that's to save the lives of unborn children. They welcome pregnant mothers who are making the tough decision between whether to have their child or an abortion. Every mother who comes into a preborn clinic is offered support and supplies, from maternity clothing to diapers and so much more. They also offer an ultrasound experience, and that's how they introduce each pregnant mother to their unborn child. When they hear the heartbeat and see the movements of their child, they are much more likely to choose life over abortion. That's the miracle of life happening in real time at each preborn clinic, and it happens 200 times a day on average. Would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? A leadership gift would be a tax-deductible donation of $5,000, but that will sponsor preborn's entire network for 24 hours. That could help to rescue 200 tiny babies lives to donate dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby that's pound 250 say baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck that's preborn.com slash b-u-c-k preborn has a 100 percent charity rating so you can give with confidence sponsored by preborn sometimes all you can do is laugh and they do a lot of it with the sunday hang Join Clay and Buck as they laugh it up in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back, team. We've got a bunch of lines lit. We are going to get to your calls. Remember, Andy McCarthy joining us in a few minutes. Going to walk through with us the biggest legal questions of the day, and they pertain to Donald Trump, the cases that he faces, the charges that have been leveled against him now for many months. It could determine the 2024 election. It could change the future of the country. So, you know, kind of big stuff going on. Let's take some calls. So Phil in Ohio, he lives about 20 minutes north of East Palestine. He's got some thoughts. What's up, Phil? How are we doing? Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have many friends down there in East Palestine, and uh, the majority of them, as well as the town, you haven't come when it happened. Don't bother now. Uh, yeah. You're going to get some. You're going to get a few down here that'll probably cheer them on because East Palestine is a, a blue blue collar, hardworking people, very hardworking people, and uh, a lot of them down here have even walked away from a house that was paid off to start over because they they just don't trust uh, Norfolk Southern. They don't trust the government in helping them. Do, doing something for him, and it's taken Joe Biden a year to come there after he's taken 140 days of vacation. Um, he'll have a few people cheering him on, but they're, and they're not going to be many from what I hear, because this is on the news every night, East Palestine, East Palestine. We are inundated with East Palestine on, on the news. So I feel for the people down there, and really, Joe, you haven't come yet, don't don't bother. Thanks for the call, Phil. I, I think there are still going to be a lot of people that hold the institution of the presidency in reverence, even if they don't particularly think the president is doing a good job. And in a place like East Palestine, it's a big deal to have the president come. It's a big deal to have the president come to 99.9% of the communities in America. But I agree with the caller, Buck. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that are disgusted at Joe Biden for coming so late after Trump managed to get there almost instantaneously. Um, Larry, by the way, down in the Florida panhandle. Larry, where are you in the panhandle? Hi, how are you? Yeah, great. Where are, I was just saying, where are you in the Florida panhandle? Um, just north of Destin in uh, Oklahoma County, a little rural community called Laurel Hill. I'm well, I appreciate y'all listening. Listening down there, I spend a lot of time down on the Florida Panhandle, so it's a fabulous place. I think one of the best places in the country. Uh, what you got for us? Uh, a lot of talk about Trump's VP pick, and uh, I believe uh, with the conversation about the women, college-educated women, white women, whatever have you, I believe Sarah Huckabee Sanders should be Trump's pick, and I believe he wins the election with that pick. All right. I, I thank you so much. I think Bill O'Reilly exact said that same to pick. us last week. So you're in you're in good company there with Uncle Bill, Larry. Thanks for for calling in. Uh, Sarah Sanders. I, I think that's a solid, safe choice. I don't think any that would neither surprise anyone nor 
uh, ruffle any feathers, really. I, I think that people could understand that one. There's nothing about it that would be a big, big shock. What do you got? Here's the latest, by the way. You know the gambling oh, odds? Oh, was, okay. Gambling odds. Here we go. Uh, Elise Stefanik is the favorite right now. That's insane. To Not be the VP. These, these, who are these gamblers, Clay? They need to listen to our show because uh, they're going to lose all their money. They're wrong. Second most likely, according to this, Christy Noem. That uh, one I could see, but Tim Scott, they've got in third place. No, this is the gambling odds. It's not going to happen. Vivek Ramaswamy in fourth place. Not going to happen. And then in fifth place, Nikki Haley. Not going to happen. Um, and by the way, they have got, let's see, Sarah Huckabee Sanders isn't even on the board. Women on the board, Carrie Lake. Uh, is, uh, also not going to happen because you're yeah. running for Senate and she's yeah, actually going to have to see that through. Yeah. Not going to happen. Um, and Marsha Blackburn, who I have mentioned as somebody that the senator from Tennessee that I think, I think Trump will consider. I don't know how serious that is. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, nah, are too, all too, of uh, the women. Uh, two, um, little, what's the word? Uh, a, a little more polarizing yes. than some of the other female choices right. he could make. Um, you know, nothing against, uh, uh, MTG, but I'm just saying she's, um, she gets the left really upset. <laughs> like they really get angry about Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, so that, that's the five that I ran through. Uh, Stefanik, Noam, Scott, Ramaswamy, and I, I, Nikki. I, I, I shouldn't say Scott not going to have, that was, that was a little more dismissive than I meant to be of his chances. Look, I think Scott's in the conversation. Clearly Noam's in the conversation. Um, I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders, even if the betting market folks don't know, could be in the conversation, um, although she might really like being the governor of Arkansas. You know, she might yeah, want to stay. You know, she's it's not like she's uh, just hanging out on the beach and there's nothing to do. She's governor of Arkansas, um, you know, her home state. And, and I think that that probably appeals to her a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Stefanik, the problem with Stefanik, listen to her on climate change. I mean, she's you'd be taking somebody on board who uh, I don't think brings you that much in terms of. Um, I don't know how well she plays with the female demographic that you're trying to win over. Yeah. Other than being female, obviously she's a woman. Um, and and on some policy issues, I think the the, the base would be a little annoyed. But I, Clay, I also think that you know this. The, the, it's voting for or against Trump. I don't think the VP really moves the needle very much at all. I, I really don't. The 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 thing that's interesting to me about Stefanik is obviously she had the viral moment with the Harvard, MIT, and. Uh, and Yale professors, right? Uh, or Penn, sorry, Penn professor, uh, the presidents. But historically, everybody's going after Nikki Haley now. Nikki Haley historically is more conservative than Elise Stefanik. A lot more conservative right? than Elise Stefanik, yes. I mean, it depends on whether you think starting forever wars in the Middle East is conservative or not, but nonetheless, on other issues, she's definitely more consistently red state in her beliefs then i mean stefanik is a new york republican correct ever new that's what we're talking about here she's a new york republican it's not the same thing as a south carolina republican now she is an attack dog and she has been very much a defender of trump and that moment of her in the congressional hearing has gone so mega viral and been to be fair so impactful that all of that could factor in but my goodness uh it is. I I disagree with you a little bit in the context of I think a lot of people, if you look at the data, don't particularly like Trump or Biden. In fact, 70 percent of the country would prefer that we had someone else running at both parties. That's what the data reflects. I think that some and nobody likes Kamala. I think the right VP pick could be a hook that brings in more voters, maybe as the final determining factor. But I don't think it can hurt Trump. 
And don't write in about Clay being VP anymore. He has to stay on the show. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.